Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. First off, you like this content that is coming your way, hit that subscribe button. It means a ton. It means a lot. And also, folks, if you're listening to this on the streaming podcast platform, whether it is uh, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Breaker, like, comment, subscribe, leave a five-star review. It means a lot for this channel. But folks, today we're going to talk about um, the Texas transfers and how I believe that the Texas transfers for the 2023 season are all primed to do great things here at Texas. I think Texas got four quality um, transfers here this year to be able to come in and start and do great things for this team. And I'm going to tell you why, folks. But first, let's first get into our sponsors for the show. First sponsor, folks, is BetUS.com. Go to BetUS.com. Uh, get yourself 125% sign-up bonus using the promo code Nino's Corner. Again, that's BetUS.com, 125% sign-up bonus using the promo code Nino's Corner at BetUS.com. Second one, folks, is going to be by Manscaped. Go to Manscaped.com. Get yourself free worldwide shipping along with 20% off using the promo code Nino's Corner. But, folks, we're here to talk about the Texas transfers and why I believe the Texas transfers are primed and ready to do great things here at Texas because I believe these are starting caliber um folks that texas got here in the portal and i think that they're going to do great things first the first person folks that i want to talk about well first off let's just talk about all four of the transfers that texas got they got ryan sanborn who's a punter from stanford they got A.D. mitchell folks wide receivers 6'4, 190 pound wide receiver from two-time defending national champion in georgia they got jalen catalan who was an who was an all sec first team performer as a freshman um to go to the safety to the safety position from Arkansas, and they also got a guy named Gavin Holmes, who is from Wake Forest, who was a, uh, a bona fide cornerback who has pretty much competed against some of the best talent here in the country, um, and I believe he's going to be an instant impact player as well. Why do I like this, folks? I really love this for the simple fact that all four of those young men can come in here day one, start and get a lot of good reps. Now, first off, with Gavin Holmes, I know a lot of people are going to say, you know. We just saw Terrence Brooks do his thing this year. We saw him have flashes of being really good, being, uh, you know, a potential really good player, all Big 12 performer, if he lives up to his height. And I totally understand that. But this is what Texas has had the problems with, folks. We've had problems with elevating some of our younger players a little too soon and expecting them to come out and save us. And this is not an opportunity for a guy like Terrence Brooks to come out and save us. When we have a guy like Gavin Holmes who can come in and compete and give Terrence Brooks a little bit of buffer before he comes in and plays to make sure that we know that he is officially ready to come in here and do great things at Texas. Gives us a great buffer so where we don't have to depend on the youth to come out and save us like we had to do in the past. We've always had to depend on young players to come and save Texas. This way through the portal, we're able to get guys who are experienced, who can either come in as starters, which I expect all four of these guys to do. But if not, they can come in here and be competent and great depth to turn the bottom of the roster. And this isn't even the bottom of the roster. This is like here starting caliber guys. They got starting caliber guys coming off the bench. That's an amazing thing. But I don't but I do not expect that next guy, folks, is going to be Jalen Catalan. I think we all understand who Jalen Catalan is. He is from Texas originally, goes up to Arkansas. First year, he was 
um, first team all SEC. Um, a really, really good player uh, at, at Arkansas. The last two seasons have been injury plagued with the shoulder. But look, we get him to come here in Texas. We pair him up with a Jaron Thompson, folks. You get him in here with Jaron Thompson, and now you have yourself two solidified safeties who can come in and do great things here at Texas. This allows Texas, again, to have a buffer between himself and Derrick Williams um, so that Derrick Williams doesn't have to come in here and compete right away. So that a guy like B.J. Allen doesn't have to come in and compete as a second-year guy. Um, let those guys mature. Let the game slow down for them. Let a guy like Jalen Catalan come in and do his thing. Next guy that we're going to talk about, folks, is going to be Sanborn, the punter from Stanford. I love special teams, and I'm going to tell you why. And I love special teams underneath Jeff Banks. One thing that I love about Jeff Banks is that his special teams are always ready to play. They have been probably the most consistent unit since Sark has been here on campus. Um, uh, so having him pair up with a punter, I trust your opinion on who they're going to bring here to punt. It's going to do great things because Jeff Banks, is, uh, his special teams units always do great things. Um, so the special teams are the forgotten folks. Those are the positions that a lot of people really don't don't take notice for it. You don't appreciate how good you have it on special teams until that good thing is gone. Key example is look at Michael Dixon, who's now in the league as an all pro at punter. He was probably the best player on our team when he was here at Texas, evident by him winning the MVP in the Alamo Bowl that year prior to him going to the draft. So special teams matters to be able to flip the field and do great things. Trey Hill's had an amazing job this year. Um, so to have somebody to come in from a, a power five school in Stanford, in Sanborn, to come here and be our punter is great. Next person that we want to talk about, folks, is A.D. Mitchell. Now, I already did a video about A.D. Mitchell, told you what I think he's going to be. A.D. Mitchell is one of those guys from Georgia who many had pegged to potentially be the number one wide receiver in Georgia coming up this year in his, uh, in his third season. In his first season, uh, well, in his first season, he caught one hell of a ball against Alabama folks in the national championship game. Um, he had a touchdown catch pretty much in every college football playoff game at Georgia. He's a big game player. He's a he's a he's a he's a guy that catches a lot of meaningful balls. Had over 400 and I think 50 yards receiving in his first year. Second year had a high ankle sprain, folks. So the high ankle sprain kept him sidelined until they got into the SEC championship game in the college football playoffs. And guess what? He balled out in the playoffs, did great things, folks. So you got to love a guy like uh, A.D. Mitchell because what that does, too, it allows us to have a little bit of buffer between, you know, Isaiah Nayer and him coming in to actually play and start. Isaiah Nayer just tore his ACL last year, folks. Now we don't have to rush him back in the field. We have a guy who can come in and potentially be wide receiver one in A.D. Mitchell. Um, put him on that boundary side of the field, folks. Let him do business and work at six four hundred and ninety pounds. And if he's healthy, great. If if Isaiah if if Isaiah Nayor is healthy too, folks, that is an awesome thing because that's going to bring great competition. But if he's not a hundred percent, this gives us a buffer to where AD Mitchell can come in here and do his thing and be wide receiver number one while Isaiah Nayer gets healthy, folks. And then we're looking at, you talking about a talented offensive wide receiver room, one of the best in the Big 12. I'm not going to say in the country because we got to see how these, you know, how all of these recruits are going to mesh together along with the new wide receiver coach and Chris Jackson. But folks, I just wanted to give you a brief synopsis on the transfers that Texas got in the transfer portal for the 2023 season. Now, a lot of folks are always saying, well, they're transfers. 
how can they be so good if they're in a transfer portal? You know, well, folks, think about it like this. How good would this Texas defense have been last year without a guy like Ryan Watts? I want you guys to think about that for a minute. Ryan Watts was from the transfer portal last year, and he was one of the – I'm going to say he was a godsend player. We needed him on this team to play that boundary corner. and did an outstanding and amazing job, folks. Another person from the transfer portal, look at Isaiah Nayer last year. When he went down with a torn ACL, it completely – flipped our offense around to where we didn't have a guy who can go vertical like he could. We didn't have a guy on the boundary who can do great things like he could and catch contested balls. And it hurt and it stagnated our offense. So transfers are essential, especially in today's game um, of college football with the transfer portal and the immediate playing time with that one transfer. So folks, I love all four picks that we got here in the portal. I love the Ryan Sanborn. I love the Jalen Catalan. I love the A.D. Mitchell, and I love the Gavin Holmes. I think all these four can be impact players and start here for Texas in the 2023 season. Leave a comment. Let me know what you guys think, yay or nay. Can these guys come in here and play day one? What are your expectations? But first off, folks, go like that. Go like this video, comment, and subscribe to this channel. But on that note, folks, I'm out of here. Do you. Don't be afraid to fail out. Grow your environment. Understand your brilliance. You know, this corner. I'm out. Horns always up. And guess what, folks? Hook them.